Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tenderness see? Who through life has been my guide? your God, perhaps your God will consider us so that we may not perish. You know, that sounds like something the Lord would say to you and me. Wake up. Seek me while you can. Perhaps I will save you. Perhaps I will turn things around. Wake up. You know, we make a lot of jokes about the woke in this country, right? I'm never calling you to be woke. (laughs) Woke is not what I'm calling you to be. But the church needs to be awake. Every one of us needs to be awake. Because of everything that's going on in this nation and in this world, we need to be awake. And we need to be those who call on our God, the one true God. This captain's wise, but Jonah ignores his advice. Look at seven, verses 7 through 9. And they said to one another, come, let us cast lots that we may know for whose cause this trouble has come upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. Then they said to him, please tell us, for whose cause is this trouble upon us? What is your occupation? And where do you come from? What is your country? And what, of what people are you? So he said to them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. So these men cast lots. That's an ancient tradition, but I'm just going to give you some advice as Christians. Don't go casting lots to solve your issues and ask God. You know, I could just see it now. Uh, Lord, I'll go be a missionary in Jamaica if I roll a seven. <laughs> you know, I could just see it. Don't do that. Have you ever heard of Bible roulette? You know, you've heard that joke about Bible roulette. Don't do this either. Don't do anything haphazardly. There's an old joke about Bible roulette. Okay, Lord, whatever I open the Bible up to, that's what I'm going to do today. That's what I'm going to do for you, Lord. And you open up the Bible and it says, and Judas hung himself. <laughs> And then you say, oh, no, 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 we'll do it again, Lord, because that first one was obviously a mistake, and you open it up, and you come to a verse that says, and go and do likewise. (laughs) You've heard that joke? It's kind of cute, but here's the thing. There's truth in it. Don't do things haphazardly. See, God gave us the word for a reason. Study the word. Chew on the word. Eat the word of God. Seek him in prayer. Fast. Seek the Lord. When you want to know his will for your life, he's willing to show you. And here's another bit of advice. When somebody comes to you and says, hey, the Lord told me you need to do this. That's fine. Listen. Put it in the back of your mind. But, you know, he can tell you directly if you're willing. So just go seek the Lord. Search it out. But I love this because look at this. Jonah, he didn't want to listen to God, right? But he's asked these questions. Who are you? Where are you from? Who are your people? And what is your job? And I couldn't help but see our own lives in this. Those are four questions you and I need to be willing and ready to answer. And they better be the right answer. Who are you in Christ? Who are you? Where are you from? In other words, what's your testimony? You should be able to give people this answer. Who are your people? If you're a Christian, you should be in the house of God. You should be fellowshipping with other believers. Who are your people? And what is your job? 
What has God called you to do in the body of Christ? Every single person here today has a calling in the body of Christ, without exception. doesn't matter how young, how old, you have a calling on your life, period. What is it? Those are the things you need to pursue. And God will show you if you ask. But notice, although he acknowledges God, Jonah, he tells these men that he fears God. Does he really fear God? If he feared God, would he be running? You know, literally trying to get in a boat and go, first of all, if you're going to run from God, you know, I don't like the ocean anyway or any kind of big body of water. Is that really where you want to be running from God out in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the, the sea? I don't know. I don't know if that's so wise. But here's the thing. We all know Proverbs 9.10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Jonah is supposedly a prophet of God, and yet what? He didn't remember this? He didn't fear God. If he feared God, he would have done what he was called to do. And so Jonah acknowledges that God made the sea and the dry land. I find that kind of funny. He's telling these sailors who are about to die, about to drown. Oh, yeah, God made the sea and the dry land. You know, the one, the stuff you want to be on right now. Um, I just find the language funny. But here's the thing. These men became very afraid when they heard this. Because they had heard of the one true God. They had heard of the God of Israel and what he had done. They immediately were fearful. And they quickly asked Jonah for a solution, which is funny because haven't they been listening to this guy? So verses 10 through 12, then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, why have you done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. Then they said to him, what shall we do to you that the sea may be calm for us? For the sea was growing more tempestuous. And he said to them, pick me up and throw me into the sea. Then the sea will become calm for you, for I do for I know that this great tempest is because of me. Jonah knew what was going on, but do you realize what he's saying, what he's saying in this moment? I'd rather die than do what God said. Do you understand that? Jonah is willing to die rather than just repent and do what God said. May that never be true of any of us. I'm not going to do that, Lord. You have to kill me. Well, don't tempt the Lord. <laughs> Here's the thing. God had given him clear direction, but he'd rather die. He'd rather just stay in rebellion. And you know this? If Jonah would have just repented, do you know the storm would have stopped? If Jonah just would have said, okay, Lord, I repent, I will go to Nineveh, the waters would have calmed and the storm would have stopped. That's how stubborn Jonah was. Don't be that stubborn in your life. Jonah was willing to die rather than to be obedient. Don't fight God in this way. I just, for me, I know in my own life, in my own life, there was a, a circumstance many years ago as a young man where God had to literally put me on an operating table and, and show me that I was going to lose my life to where I finally got things right, to where I finally got my priorities straight. God brought that storm into my life because I was rebelling, because I wouldn't listen, because I wouldn't hear his direction. And you know, here's the thing I just want all of, all of us to know. It's a saying that has been powerful in my own life, and I think it rings true. God will make it as easy on you as you let him. But do you understand what it means to be a Christian? You see, the Bible tells us that we're no longer our own. That we're bought with a price. The word is doulos. It means bondservant, slave. I won't dive too deep into that today, but understand, you're not your own. If you're a Christian, you are not your own. You belong to him. That's what we signed up for. 
But that's part of the beautiful promise. Because with that comes so many things that are so wonderful, we could never imagine or think how wonderful they are. We're not our own. But here's the thing. These men, they're not going to do exactly what Jonah said at first. They're not going to throw him in. Not at first. They're going to do something that we ought not do. They're going to try to go against God's will in their own power. Verse 13. Nevertheless, the men rode hard to return to the land, but they could not, for the sea continued to grow more tempestuous (laughs) against them. They were going to work their way out of it. You ever been there? You think, oh, well, I'm going to row my way out of this situation. You can't do it. Because you're rowing against God's will. All you'll do is get exhausted. And that's what happened. Verse 14 and 15. Therefore they cried out to the Lord and said, We pray, O Lord, please do not let us perish for this man's life. And do not charge us with innocent blood. For you, O Lord, have done as it pleased you. So they picked up Jonah and threw him into the sea. And the sea ceased from its raging. So what happens? These men tried in their own effort. Because they don't want to throw Jonah over. But they realize God is leading them to do this. That this is the advice of the prophet of God. Jonah's still a prophet. And so they realize this is what they have to do. And what happens? The, the storm ceases. Do you understand these men, these sailors, had more respect for God than Jonah did? They feared him more than Jonah did. His own prophet. And I wonder if the same could be said for many of us Christians. You have people out in the world who don't even follow God. Who seem to fear God more than we do. And again, it's not one of those things where it's like we need to walk around in total fear all the time. But understand, the fear of God is a healthy respect of him. Understanding who he is. He's the creator of all things. We shouldn't treat him so flippantly. And yet he loves us so much that he sent his only son that he became a man and died for us. I know it's tough to think about, but here's the thing. You know, sometimes in our lives, when someone in around us, a friend, is rebelling against God... We have to separate, like these men did. They cast him over the side into the sea. And sometimes if you have friends or people in your life that are rebelling and they won't listen, there's a time where you just have to separate, where you can't be unequally yoked with them. Now, in marriage, it's a little different, isn't it? In marriage, if you have a spouse who's rebelling, look, ladies, unfortunately, you can't just throw them into the sea, (laughs) okay? But here's the thing. If you have a spouse who's rebelling, and going against the will of God, turn them over to the Lord and pray for them. Okay, you can't divorce them unless it's biblical reasons. There is biblical terms for separation and all that, but just turn them over to the Lord and pray for them. You know, it reminds me of a, I may have told you guys this story before. You ever hear the story about Mildred and Jacob? They were in their 80s. They were married for over, I think, 50 years. And uh, for the last five years, all they've been doing is bickering and fighting. And they were making everyone miserable. They lost all their friends. Their family wouldn't come around anymore. They've been married all these years, so why? The last five years, they couldn't even get along. They're just bickering, complaining, griping. And then Mildred looked at Jacob and said, I have a plan. So she brought Jacob over and she sat him down. She said, just listen, I have this excellent plan. This is how we're going to take care of it. Mildred looked at Jacob and said, look, I love you, but this is what we have to do. We need to pray earnestly that God kill one of us. (laughs) We need to pray earnestly that God just take one of us home. And when he does, Jacob, I'm going to go live with my sister. (laughs) So, here's the thing. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. 
For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.